Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. As entrepreneurs, we are accustomed to doing what we set out to do. We've got a plan, we've got a desire, we have a dream, we know where we're going with it, and we continue to push forward. There are difficult times that come up for all of us, and we're not really sure sometimes why we're doing it or, or that we should still be doing it, but we keep pushing forward. Today, we're gonna to hear a story of someone who actually dug deep inside of himself and figured out he needed to transform his business himself because what he was doing in the entrepreneurial space was not serving him and not serving his clients the way he wanted. This is Adam Kipnis, host of the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Appreciate you listening today. Uh, as always, we are brought to you on C-Suite Radio and sponsored by Powertexting.com. Powertexting.com is a great platform to stay in touch with your prospects and your clients. And they give away a free hotel stay to one listener of every show. Um, I will tell you a little bit more about that in a second. And as always, our goal is to help your business grow, your business be better. And we're going to talk about how to make more money. If making more money and getting more clients is what you need today, download my book at freebookfromadam.com. It is a step-by-step -step outline to make more money in your business without spending money on marketing or advertising. So go and grab that. It's a quick, easy read that you can implement immediately. Today's guest, as I said, has had a good business, a growing business, but it wasn't serving him the way he wanted to and had to change a number of things in his life in order to get to a better place and now have an even better business. Alexander Keenan, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. And part of, part of being an entrepreneur and part of, of having any breakthrough in your business is you never know who you're going to meet. You never know how you're going to find people. And Alexander lives in, um, in Holland, correct? And close to Amsterdam, close to Amsterdam. And I was, and I live in Phoenix and we met at an event in LA and it was a, just a very small meeting. Maybe we talked for five or 10 minutes tops at this large event where there were like 2,500 people. And we stayed in contact for a couple of years and learned about each other had a really great phone call and we, I just knew I had to have him on the show so he could share his story. So you never know who you're going to meet. So talk to everybody. I think that's, that's one theme that we'll talk about. But Alexander, you know, when we met you, you had a business and everything was going great. How did you get into the entrepreneurial space? Why did you know that you had to go and do your own thing? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, first of all, I grew up uh, in a family with only employees um my parents they were both employees and their parents were so entrepreneurs it was almost like they were different species it never occurred to me that any business that exists has at some point been started by someone a real <laughs> person <laughs> someone like you and me so entrepreneurship has been outside my awareness for my entire youth and even uh, when i started working it was just not inside my awareness um, it did interest me though. I did uh, a minor in entrepreneurship during my business studies. So I started to get a grasp of what it is. And my very first business, I remember uh, apart from like washing cars when I was young and earning uh, a few uh, guilders at the time. <laughs> a very first business was an online business, or at least that's what I wanted to set up. 
to sell footballs, so soccer balls in American language, <clears throat> um, with uh, customized logos. That, that was new, that didn't exist. I knew football. I thought this is cool. So I just, I started, I jumped in. I made all the mistakes you can imagine. And two and a half years later, not many big successes happened. I created the job for myself as a salesman, which is the last thing I wanted. So right. I decided to uh, draw the line. <laughs> Very cool. So, but, so that was your first experience. And then you, did you go back to a more traditional job after that? Or did that light a fire in you to go do some, an, another business? Yeah. Yeah, no, I did that on the side while I still was in a job. So uh, after my studies, I started at Accenture. I moved abroad to Prague, Czech Republic. Um, there at Accenture, I started an easy customer service job. But I got promoted after three months to be team expert. Three months later, I got another promotion. I was team leader, 23 years old, leading 12 people. Four months later, the team was doing so well, they could run with uh, nine people instead of 12, and they gave me another team, 18 people. So I really started my corporate career uh, yeah, with a rocket launch. I stayed there for a couple of years, but I'm always looking for the next challenge. And at some point I recognized that inside the companies I was working for, I didn't find much, many new challenges. Plenty of them, but I could solve them within my contracted hours. And then outside those contracted hours, I wanted to build my freedom. Because at some point I recognized, hey, I don't want to be confined to driving to an office every day for the rest of my life. I want to live a life of freedom. I want to do what I want. So I knew entrepreneurship is the way. And I decided to crack that code and just move forward step by step, learn as I went. And see, these are the things that you learn on a show like this. I didn't know that you lived in Prague. I lived in Prague for a year. That was the first entrepreneurial business that I had was actually in 1994 and 1995 in Prague. We'll have to figure out a way to dig into that at some point too. That's super cool. So we, when, you, when you realized internally that you had to do something else, you wanted to make your own path, what did you put on a spreadsheet and say, all right, what, what am I good at? Did you say, what does the world need? What, what was the, the direction and the impetus that you took to find that business that you were going to start? Hmm. Well, I never sat down with a spreadsheet. Uh, like <laughs> um, well, most important for me has always been my personal development, especially since age 23, because when I had just moved to Prague, I got in touch with personal development in a way that wasn't taught in school or in university. In this case, it was a book on how to pick up girls. And when I was useful. 23, that was, that was my top priority in life. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized that, hey, there's so much more that can be offered by life. I just need to figure out what I want, find an expert, and then do what the expert says. So that has always been my priority. And in terms of finding my entrepreneurial ventures, all ventures I started, and I've had like seven or eight businesses uh, so far. Um, they all started because somewhere I, I followed an expert who described how it worked. I applied it on a new application, something that fit me and my story. And then I'm the guy who just goes experiment, 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 because I learn from experience. So I like to field test everything. Very cool. And so you bring up an interesting point 
And this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs do is you said you, 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 know, you started, you know, seven or eight different businesses and a lot of entrepreneurs are really good at starting businesses when, but then, but then there's a point where that business needs to keep going. And sometimes it can be sold. Sometimes it, it runs its course. It had a time and it made you some money and then it led to something else for you. What was, what led you to continue to start other businesses rather than just taking one business and putting your heart and soul and 20 years into building it and growing it? Yeah, because uh, down the line, I found out either that the business model wasn't right or that the idea I had of what I was creating didn't match reality. So then at some point, it's better to be honest, to cut your losses and to define a next step. No, it's, I, I appreciate that. And that's, it's, it's critical because a lot of business owners don't do that, right? They, they continue on that same path, keep going down that direction and try and fight through the struggles rather than, I guess, owning up to the fact that maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right place. I'm sure you've had that several times. What, what was going through your mind during those processes where you said, all right, this is not the right path. This is not the right time or place. How did you come to that realization and admit it to yourself? Yeah. Well, when I find myself uh, crying on the kitchen floor, then that's a red flag that probably something isn't right. Right. <laughs> yes. That's, um, I think we've all done that, even though we might not admit it. And it might not be the kitchen floor. It could be any other floors or it could be, you know, at a bar with some random bartender that you're just whining to. So... <laughs> So you, but you, so you had that experience and it was probably really critical and, and transformational in your life to have some of those experiences and to admit to yourself that you need to do something different. Why keep going then? Why start a new business? Why not go get a job? Yeah, I can come up with a ton of reasons right now, but the reality is I, I feel it. I feel it burning inside of me. I know that I am put here to make a lot of impact, to help a lot of people. I know what I have to give. So it's pure intuition that tells me this is the way to go. And sometimes you, have, you, have, you do have to listen to yourself, right? You have to listen to that little thing inside of you. Now, when we met in 2017, you had a growing business, you had a business partner, it was, I, I believe you were, you know, sit, helping people systematize, helping people scale up and streamline their businesses. And it was going well and it was making money and, and things were, were going forward. You, um, we, we met at, a, at a, a coaching event. And so you had a lot of coaches, you had a lot of people in your ear giving you advice and telling you what to do in that business. And things were going well, but internally they weren't, right? So what was happening there where you were getting advice that, that you were investing a lot of money in and the business was doing well, but Alexander was not doing well necessarily. What was going on in your, in your business? What was going on in your heart during that time frame? Yeah, it was a very strange time because um, there was the business evolved over the course of about two years. And me being so interested in my personal development, I opened up to advice and information from all kinds of sources. And 
I think uh, I've been listening to some coaches whom looking back, I would never listen to again. So that's been a valuable life lesson. Um, one big life lesson uh, has been that man, many coaches, many people are outward oriented. So strategies, just do this and then uh, it will be okay. Just follow this strategy and, and go and push through. And my big realization when I was on that kitchen floor, when again, some targets haven't been met, uh, and those are sales targets. So in terms of fulfillment, it was great. All clients loved working with us. They got great results. We have great testimonials. Only selling and marketing what we did, that, that was the difficulty. <laughs> and when marketing and sales is a difficulty, then there's not much revenue coming in. Right. <laughs> and hence the kitchen floor episode. So that was at the moment that our half year targets were again not met. And it's just, I didn't know what to do anymore. And that's the moment where I realized, you know, I'm just dropping it all. I'm dropping everything. Whatever people told me, all the advice, all the strategies, I'm letting it go. Most of all, I'm just going to be me now. I'm going to be myself. And no more pretending like, or no more showing off because somebody said it's good. No, I'm just going to do me. So, so that was a huge breakthrough. The moment where I decided to rely on my internal compass, the guidance system I carry with me inside of me, rather than what so-called experts tell me I should be doing. And being a business coach, obviously, uh, I'm going to give the anti-advice of, of what I do for my clients and why I think everyone does need a business coach, but there is a thing as such a thing as overcoaching, right? Or being overcoached. It's really easy to say this program is going to be the one or this coach, or I just need this piece of advice. And that's, what's going to get me over the hump. It's really important to have somebody, whether it's a coach or a mentor, or sometimes even a friend to be that thought partner with you and, and to show you where you may be able to make beneficial changes. But it sounds like you were almost in that overcoached world where you got so much advice from so many people, you invested so much money that none of it began to make really made sense anymore. Yeah, yeah, I felt huge information overload. So I, I like the term overcoach. I think that describes really well what was going on there. And what was happening in the meantime is that I was going through big spiritual development because personal development has always been my top priority. So I've also been reflecting on how does this world work? This beautiful world we live in, this universe, which laws does it operate by? And then what is my purpose? What is my role in this bigger picture? And with everything I learned and reflected on, I figured out that, first of all, nobody can know what goes on inside of me. And what goes on inside of me tells me what is right and what is not right. When am I in integrity and when am I forcing things? So all of that came together in that part where I said, okay, let's drop all the strategies and let's start paying really close attention. So I took out a notebook, I put a long vertical line in the middle 
and top on the left side I wrote what worked <laughs> and on the other side what didn't work <laughs> and that was the huge breakthrough that's when I where I started to figure out the patterns and since then if there's one strategy I've been using is simply paying close attention to what works doing more of that <laughs> and when something doesn't work stop doing that I love how simplistic and how powerful that is I don't think we we do enough of one the 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 reflection of of ourselves and, and what's going on but if but my wife's an, an, an accountant and one of the things that she does when works with when she works with her clients many business owners look at the bottom line what's the number at the bottom that was you know probably your kitchen floor episode that number at the bottom wasn't the number that you wanted or needed in your life and she goes in and says all right let's look at all these numbers this one's going up is that good or is that bad do we want to do more of it or less of it and then also numbers that are going down is that good or is that bad it sounds like that's exactly what you did in not only your life but in your business and in um in just the, the activities that you were doing yeah yeah I, um, I, and I made a big shift in that moment. First of all, I realized that whoever designed this universe is a lot smarter than I am and wants the best for me. So that moment I decided to stop climbing ladders and start going with the flow. So instead of being forceful and pushing and pedaling upstream, I decided to just take the easy route and by paying attention to what works and what doesn't work. That's about taking the easy route, simply seeing which people are enthusiastic and committed to work with me. Let's deepen those relationships. Instead of doing new cold outreach, let's call them one more time and, and really hear how they're doing and really see what they need. So the moment I started to look at, managing my relationships and deepening the ones that work. That's when tons of new doors started opening up and it's a whole new era in, in doing business for me. And that's the type of stuff that we do and we talk about and we learn in the show. Everybody is going to tell you that you got to keep pushing as an entrepreneur, that you got to keep going forward. And Alexander's telling us, no, go with what's working rather than just continuing to push against um, whatever wall or ceiling that's in front of you. We're talking to Alexander Keenan on the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. As I said earlier, powertexting.com gives a free trip to one listener of every show. So go to podcasttrip.com and enter your information um, to win that trip. So I, I love this. So rather than just fighting and pushing and so many books and so many stories and so many entrepreneurs talk about that you can't give up and you have to push through. You said, all right, I'm not giving up. I'm going to give in to what's being successful. And that led to what you're doing today and the win mastermind experiences that you do. So in the transformation that you had, there were life changes, there were family changes, there was scrapping the business. It was getting rid of the voices in your ears that were pushing you in different directions and telling you what to do rather than understanding where you were. And all of those things come together. And earlier this year, I think you said it was January or February, you sort of had this breakthrough and epiphany of 
what you needed to be doing and what the universe said, this is what Alexander can bring to the world. And that's where this new business came to life and has really grown in an exponential and beneficial way in a short period of time. Talk a little bit about why, what you're doing now and why all of these things coming together led you there. Yeah. So I, I realized a couple of things uh, along the way. Um, one is I realized what I really needed as an entrepreneur. When I made those lists of what worked, what didn't work, you know, when did I make my best sales? It was when I was in a good mood, when I was feeling strong and confident and powerful. And when I could see clearly what reality is like, and I could explain it clearly. And that would make my energy so attractive that people would just go with me. So I realized that what entrepreneurs need most of all is two simple things. And I wasn't getting them. All, even the business coaches, most of them would, um, uh, would work against these two factors. I'm talking about clarity and confidence, especially the second one, confidence. I realized many events I went to with a big speaker on stage, full room, speaker tells, uh, talks about business, how to get more sales, how to grow your business. Somehow, it always made me feel a bit dumb for not yet knowing these things. And I'm a guy, um, I perform best when I receive support and encouragement. When I have people around me who believe in me, I know that my results are the result of my behaviors. And my behaviors stem from my beliefs. And when I believe that what I do is the right thing and that I'm on the right track, then everything flows from there. So I decided I want to surround myself only with supportive, positive people. I want to have people around me who believe in me more than I believe in myself. Where do you find them? Who really cares? Even the business coaches, how many of them really care about me? How many of them call me now one hour later or one year later? Zero. This is about caring. This is about love. This is about being in it together. And the moment I realized how scarce it is, how everybody is only doing his own thing. Let's just all work together. That was my realization. How come that most people who I talk to tell me, you know, Alex, I feel so good after talking to you. I feel so strong and I can see clearly again and I see you believe in me. Thank you. And I ask them, how many friends do you have like this? True business friends who care about you, who you can talk to about anything. Most people say, you know, I have two, three max. And most people, they don't understand me. They just take energy. They implement doubt and fear in me. They worry about me. Two or three. I told them I have a few dozen people I can call and talk about all of these things with. I collected them over time. And that's when I realized it's time for me to open up that network and get everybody in contact with everybody. And then with my network, I mean, top 1% most positive, truly purpose-driven people. People who've already said, it's not about my status, my ego, my achievements. 
It's about serving. It's about doing the right thing here and now in this moment. So that's what I set out to do. I dropped everything because the moment I realized this, I knew that collecting these people and forming an ecosystem where we just share everything. We share love, support, encouragement, but we also share our networks. We share our tools, our resources, because we know we're all making the world a better place. So if I can introduce you to someone, it takes me five minutes. And that can, when that increases your impact with 100 new clients, 200 new clients, then that's my contribution to the world indirectly. And the people who get that, we're a minority. When we come together, it's like nuclear fusion. There's so much energy, so much power, so much love, so much results. It's the most beautiful thing I can be doing. There's nothing else I want to be doing. So since half a year, I dropped everything. And now all I do full time is collect these people get them in contact with each other and facilitate those interactions so that we extract maximum value in the limited time that we have, that we can spend together. For most entrepreneurs, they're, they're the surrounded by the most people, they talk to the most people, <coughs> and they're also some of the loneliest people because a lot of what you're just talking about, they're, they don't have anyone who sort of gets what they're going through. If you live in a neighborhood and everyone's got a job and you're the one entrepreneur, they don't understand that getting a new client is how hugely powerful that could be. They don't understand that maybe you're struggling and you're pulling money from all different places to pay your employees. Those conversations can't really happen because even though the neighbors may love them as people, they don't understand where they're coming from. And you and your network and your mastermind experiences are about creating that community, not just in, in Amsterdam, in the world, you've got people all over the world that come together because they can share ideas. They can share connections. They can share wins and losses with each other and, and opening up that, I guess, emotional side of entrepreneurship, correct? Where people can really be free and be successful at the same time. That's what you're bringing to the world. Yeah, and, and the emotional side is everything because when you're experiencing positive emotions, don't things seem to flow naturally and you just flow through your day and everything is light and easy and things happen naturally. And when you feel down, then things are heavy and you cannot think clearly and it's difficult. So I believe it's our number one priority to be in a high positive state, a state of high vibration. That's where we are more attractive. That's when things are lighter, things happen naturally. So creating an environment that creates that for each other, where we lift each other up and we're all in a higher vibration, that's when we're all in a place where we can really create. That's when struggle no longer exists. So we've talked about this conceptually. Let's get to some nuts and bolts because I know a lot of people are probably interested and they're like, okay, I, I need more of this in my life. And this is what you bring to people. But what does that really look like? You, you create these, you know, mastermind experiences, but let's talk about 
the nuts and bolts. What does it look like for people when they work with you and what should they envision in their minds as they're listening of this experience? Yeah. Let me describe um, a mastermind trial session I organized two weeks ago. And there was a big moment for me. It was a proof of concept that proves that truly purpose-driven people, they're happy to share and help each other move forward. So what I did is I invited four entrepreneurs from four different countries. That's Finland, Belgium, Netherlands, and US. And four completely different industries to join a facilitated session with me online. And we use a tool called Circles. It's amazing software for facilitated online meetings. It's much more powerful than Zoom or Skype, for example. Um, so I brought these four people online and these are advanced entrepreneurs. They're all have 15 plus years experience doing millions each year um, and they're purpose-driven. So I told them, guys, this is an experiment. I don't know what's going to happen because you don't know each other. Four different countries, four different industries, complete strangers. Let's see. But we're going to go through the process that I designed, the roundtable networking process. And the format we were using is called resource sharing. So here's what we did. One by one, the entrepreneurs got to be in the spotlight. You can also call it hot seat. And the cool thing is in the hot seat, you get to ask for whatever you want <laughs> for whatever you want. And the group is committed to help you because you're making the world a better place because they understand that if I help you increase your impact, that's what I'm here for. That's the right thing to do. So for example, we had there the number one employer branding agent or agency CEO of an agency from Belgium. He put his biggest strategic question on the table. Like his number one strategic question that he's dealing with for the coming years. He got input from completely different industries, viewpoints that he, he never heard, he would never think of. Then the Finnish entrepreneur entered the spotlight and he told us about the world's largest sustainability forum that he's organizing in Helsinki 2022. Put it in your agendas. All right. Um, and he explained his vision and he said, I want to get in contact with influencers because when I say the largest forum, it doesn't mean most people. It means the biggest influencers all together in one place to build this more beautiful world. He walked away with, I think it was six, maybe seven warm introductions to influencers um, in Netherlands and Belgium we're all about sustainability, who have audiences of tens of thousands, 100,000 plus people. And now he's in contact with them, one-on-one -on -one via warm introduction. So this is one meeting online, just two hours with a bunch of strangers, first time they went through the format. And I walk away with so much value, you cannot imagine it, simply because I turned it around. I assumed that everyone trusts each other. We live in a world where people are constantly afraid of strangers. Already years ago, I decided to trust people by default, unless they mess it up. And with that assumption, and simply putting people in the spotlight, say, ask for whatever you want. We are here to help you. Magic happens. And all the participants are even surprised. They're like, wow, you know, this is so special to see. It's almost like a sort of forced serendipity. 
it's because the context that's created i feel compelled to share i feel compelled to give one of my favorite quotes and it's so interesting that you bring this up one of my favorite quotes is by the author ernest hemingway and it and it says the best way that, to find out if you can trust someone is to trust them i think too often we wait for someone to prove that they're trustworthy rather than trusting everyone from the beginning and then finding the people that are not trustworthy. We assume everyone is not. So I love that you said that because that's a quote that literally I live by. And on this show, I mean, I'll interview people that maybe weren't the best yes. Maybe they lied a little bit in their email to me of their story, but I trust them and I trust people implicitly. And, and I love that you said that. And it, it brings up an, another thing. I just did a, an episode recently with a guy named David Meltzer. He's here in the United States. He's, he's an awesome guy and he's built on, uh, on gratitude and he's built on vibration and trust. And one of the things that he talked about on that episode was ask for what you want. Like people are struggling. People are poor. People, you know, are on the edge of bankruptcy because they're not asking people what to give them what they want. People will give what you ask them for, but we never ask. So you put these four people together and, and, and presumably that, you know, you're going to do this over and over and over again. And those four people actually did it. They asked, they said, Hey, here's what I need. And other people responded after that, that session and, and just the connections that were made, were they sort of surprised in themselves how open they were and how easy it was to get a good response? I'm thinking about these particular people. Um, yes. And, and I've, I've been getting the feedback more often. People saying, you know, it's also, it's just the format, the context that's created that encourages people to give and to share. That's awesome. Where can people find more about it? I mean, obviously, um, you're on um, social media, but but where can people go to just to learn more? Because it's such an interesting concept. It's so hard to find the right people to be in a mastermind and to have someone with your network where you can bring people together um, makes it so easy for people to to get what they need. Where can people find more about it? Yeah, mo most important is uh, when you hear this and this resonates. And maybe you feel inside a little voice that says, oh, finally, <laughs> now can we finally just all be nice to each other and help and work together and do business and experience massive, crazy growth? Because what we see happening here in the group is there's strategic partnerships forming. Strategic partnerships where one plus one is 11. So this is not only feeling good and being nice, this is the way to grow your business to the stratospheres faster than any other way. While the rest of the world is struggling, let us just all work together. Yeah? Yep. When that's something that resonates, then make sure you stay connected because everyone's busy and you're going to go through your day again and, and maybe you're going to even forget. Struggle for another year until you hear again about Win Mastermind. So the best way to go is to go to win-mastermind.com. That's the website, win-mastermind.com. There's a button that says stay connected. 
you subscribe to the newsletter, you hear the whole story about how Win Mastermind was born, how it works, events we're doing, how to get connected, how to sign up for a trial session, and how you can apply for a membership. And not everyone is allowed in. There's a strict selection procedure, and only when a mastermind group unanimously accepts a new member, that's when we know and trust, yes, you're one of us. Welcome to the family, enter this warm bath, and we're gonna create beautiful things together. I love it. I, I love what you're doing. And you can, and I'm sure everyone listening, you could hear the passion in his voice about why this is important and why this is beneficial. Alex, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for telling your story. I'm gonna go through uh, the Win Mastermind trial experience, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna, um, I'm gonna talk about what, what I went through, what I learned from it, and then bring the experience sort of live to all of you as here's what it's really like to go through an emotional purpose-driven spiritual business environment. I'm really excited about it. So we'll have more on that. Alex, I look forward to it. Thanks again for being here and sharing with us today. Thank you so much. And I'm very excited about having you in the trial session. Look forward to it. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.